Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Snack House versus Ingredient House. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Mark, I can't wait. I'm very excited. You tried to switch this up. You tried to switch it up. You're like, maybe we should do a different. No, I want to talk about this. All right. You you texted me. Yeah. You texted me five words for this topic. Yeah. Snack house versus ingredient house. And my response was it's something along the lines of, I don't know what that means. Yeah. You, you had said, no idea see. what I was talking about. Okay. So I am a fan of watching videos on TikTok. My TikTok feed has, thanks to algorithmic choices, I guess it's like if you linger on something for a while or like something and then like, or whatever rabbit holes you decide to go down. Mine is mostly food and home and cooking talk is most of what I get on TikTok. So I came across recently, it's resurfaced in November of this year, but a conversational trend that was in briefly the TikTok zeitgeist right around this time last year and into the spring. And it was a concept that I had never really seen illustrated before me in such a way. And then once it appeared, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so seen by this. And that was the concept of an ingredient house. Hmm. And then I started going down a rabbit hole of ingredient house things and then came across the notion of ingredient houses versus snack houses. So before we get into what an ingredient house is, I believe you, Hal, grew up in a snack house. So will you describe to me when you were a kid? This is mostly about things you would do when you were a kid. Uh But spoiler alert. I still live in mostly an ingredient house and am frankly embarrassed by many of the things that I will call a snack. Okay. But tell me about how your pantry was, what your pantry looked like growing up, and maybe a little bit about what your pantry looks like now. I think snacks were things like Cheez-Its and Mm -hmm. Bugles. Were these in big boxes? Yeah. Big boxes or little packages? Big boxes. There was a point where we had little packages. You know, they yeah. weren't really, they didn't really become a big thing until maybe mid to late early nineties. Really, yeah. Was it then? Yeah. Even into that, and then we were like, "Oh, this is great." There's like snack sized stuff here. There was always like a box of Cheez Its in the house. There were always mm-hmm. snacks. There weren't like a ton. Like potato chips weren't there a lot. Um, not a lot of Doritos. Some things were like, "This is a this is a much less healthy snack, so it's not going to be here as much." But yeah. there wasn't a lot of like. If you, there's no like ants on a log where it's like you take a little celery, you put some peanut butter in there and some raisins and that's your (laughs) snack. There's never, it was like the snack is the stuff that you have there. I'm not going to, I'm not cooking nor am I having a snack cooked for me. Mm -hmm. We're all busy. So uh, yours were, everything was ready to eat. Yes. Now, basically, I will say now Mm -hmm. we are a merge of two households. Mm-hmm. Where there, I think Jennifer was in a snack household and an ingredient household because she will, the thing right now, the thing that's real popular right now in the house is these Trader Joe's like trail mixes, like the crispy mix, mm-hmm. like where it's just like a bunch of things that crunch with megaphones inside. Yeah. Them, so hang like on a second. TV. Basically yeah. like crispy mix to me sounds like it's just a bag of chips. No. Like crispy no. trail mix to me would be just bugles and Doritos shaken up in a bag. 
it's like the tr- it's like the Trader Joe's version of of Chex Mix. It's 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 like a okay. party mix, but it's all crispy stuff. None of it, none of it resembles. Melba's? I think anything. No, no Melba. It's nothing. That, it's Trader Joe's, so it's nothing that resembles anything in an actual Chex Mix. Ah, and then uh, there's like a sweet one that she got that has chocolate on it. That's real good. But that's that's the snack du jour. But she'll also I've seen her for a while. It was popular. She would get some graham crackers. Well, she would no. Mm-hmm. She here's what she would do. She would take marshmallows, put chocolate on top of them, then put that in the oven, in like a little ramekin, and then I think she would dip. Hold on, hey Jennifer. <laughs> Lord, I don't know where she is. I think she would dip the graham crackers in. Maybe she would put the graham crackers. No, she would put the graham crackers. In. Then all of a sudden, the graham crackers were gone, and you just eat that with a spoon. This is a little yeah. It's a little sweet treat. So she'll make stuff too. But one of the conveniences of adulthood is like, I'll have some snacks. I just bought some like dried edamame. Like, oh, yeah. that looks good. I'll have that for a snack sometime because I don't want to. Snacking is not something that you plan, I think, by and large. So I like the convenience of having a snack at the ready. There's always an option. There are always ingredients in the house as well because I like to bake and I like to cook. But mm-hmm. rarely, like the craziest I'll get with that is like, oh, I'll peel and slice a cucumber. And have put a little salad dressing on the side and dip it in a light balsamic vinaigrette, something like that. But okay, I like having snack brands in the house. But you you grew up in an ingredient house. Did you ever have potato? You had potato chips, right? So though, well, right? we grew up in a house more similar than I thought. Uh-huh. We were kind of a, a bit of a half and half, uh, not half and half, the 75, 25, because uh-huh. we did frequently have those green snack wells boxes. I don't know. People yeah. of a certain age will remember that's 90. This company called snack wells in the nineties. It was basically still around. Are they still around? Oh yeah. Yeah. Everything was in a green box and their whole thing was everything was fat free. Everything was uh-huh. fat free. Nothing was low calorie. It was all just fat free. It was all kinds of chemicals. Like somehow the cream in their version of an Oreo tasted like uh, marshmallow because marshmallow has no fat in it. It's just pure sugar. These things are just absolute sugar bombs, but there's no fat in them. So in the 90s, we thought that that was the healthy version. So we did have some Snackwell's boxes sometimes. I lived in more of an ingredient house, which meant for me, I was putting together combos, much like what Jennifer did with the graham cracker and chocolate s'mores. Yeah. To make the s'mores for us. It oh, was, actually, uh, the marshmallows go on top because then browns the top of the marshmallows and yeah. she can do the little like the little tick, 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 tick with the spoon. Sure. Like it's uh like it's a little creme brulee, little yeah, marshmallow yeah, yeah. creme brulee yeah, tap on the top. Yeah, we had things like and I, I'm surprised at how universal many of the items that were eaten were. Mm-hmm. The things that we always had in the house were, for some reason, mini marshmallows. We always had. Mm-hmm. We always had cho- mini marshmallows and chocolate chips. We always had in the house. I don't know why. Probably because my mom would buy them to make one specific thing. And then we had all these leftovers. Uh, chocolate chips and mini marshmallows that frequently was a snack just a handful of those but we also almost always had graham crackers so s'mores did become a big part of it dry cereal out of the box big ingredient house energy the and this is i know this sounds weird but a lot of people did this vermicelli pasta uncooked less of a snack more of just a nervous habit thing just take one long skinny spaghetti and just kind of like like yeah, a rabbit. That's not a snack. That's just, no, that's just a, uh, that's a nervous activity. That's a nervous. Yeah. That's a tick. Yeah, that's a tick. Uh, bag of croutons. Big fan of the bag of croutons. Anything that would require minimal 
prep, but you could do a little prep and create something for yourself. I'm talking cinnamon toast. Toast is a huge one. Yeah, we did anything that. rolled up in a tortilla, whether uh-huh. it's lunch meat rolled up in a tortilla. Also, anything sprinkled with shredded cheese. In an ingredient house, there is always shredded cheddar cheese. Mm-hmm. And that turns whatever version of tortilla chips, because there were frequently tortilla chips, if there were chips in the house. Sure. A little bit of that, microwave it for 30 seconds, boom, you got tortillas. Baked potato, cut a potato in half, stick it in the microwave, pour a little shredded cheddar cheese on it, boom, now you got a baked potato. You were doing this as a child? I was doing this as a child, and I'm not going to lie, I do this frequently as an adult. One thing I used to do is take a piece of bread, specifically the heel of bread sometimes, mm-hmm. and put way too much peanut butter on it. Like, yeah. maybe the equivalent of like two thirds of a cup of peanut butter. Smooth yeah. peanut butter. Cream. Oh, it's good stuff. Creamy peanut butter. And then a glass of orange juice. I peanut drink. butter and orange juice. Yeah, yeah. To wash it down. Like that famous phrase, it goes together like peanut butter and orange juice. You know it. Peanut butter is a big part of the ingredient house lifestyle. Because all you got to do is put a little peanut butter on a spoon and you got a peanut butter lollipop. Oh, yeah. Or, well, you've seen, I've mentioned this yep, on the show, the breadless peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Back of the spoon gets the peanut butter, front of the spoon gets the jam. Then yeah. slurp it right off. Sure. I This is what I used to do for toast. This is my toast. You toast the bread. Mm-hmm. Then you put too much butter on it. Then you put mm-hmm. it in the microwave to melt the butter. And then you eat that. All right. Yeah, that's exactly ingredient house lifestyle, my brother. <laughs> There's a reason why I've hard. You're living now, the ingredient I think life. It's a long series of choices. There's a re- reason why what? Why I have heart issues now, and that is because of a long series of things. My doctor recently described it as your heart has trouble relaxing. I was like, so oh, the rest of me, <laughs> doc. You give me this news isn't going to help. You know I what? Give me a tub of butter. You know yeah. what we need to do if you want your heart to relax a little. We need to fly somewhere together again, brother. <laughs> I know how relaxing that is for you when we fly places together. Only if you go to the wrong address first to pick me up. <laughs> is that when we went to Vassar? I think so. That was that was the one time I was trying to get you on time. I'm like, usually I'm like, we yeah. can get there 45 minutes ahead. We're fine. The one time I was like, no, we'll do it Hal style. And then I went to the wrong address to pick you up. I don't get. I thought you were at your old office, or I thought you were at your office and you were at home. The old office. I'm like, no, no, no. It was the old office. I went to the old office. Address. You had a different address. You went, I think, too far south. Yeah. It was all Pacific Coast Highway. Either way, you were an absolute delight in the car. (laughs) You freaked me out. (laughs) Now I'll get there like because we have lounge access. I'll get there like 90 minutes before, so I can sit in the lounge for a second and just relax, like in a comfortable chair, and -hmm. then go down as late as possible. Let me ask you this, because there is, you can live both lifestyles in an airport lounge, my friend. You can live both the snack lifestyle if you go and get yourself proper snacks and prepared foods and meals, or you can live that ingredient life if you just go over and grab a handful of croutons and some uh, chocolate chips and marshmallows from the oatmeal station. No, no, I don't. I'm not. (laughs) That was... What you're describing is like there's nothing in that. You're down to like three things. It Life is. Life needs something. Life is not the surprise basket from Chopped. <laughs> That's exactly what ingredient life is. Ingredient house life is I don't go grocery shopping and buy prepared snacks. I just make whatever I have around and I will cook meal to meal. I will tell you one of the reasons why I do this, Hal. And I think this is – I think there are a lot more pros to the ingredient house life than you think there might be. Uh, at least for me. 
I have a particular problem. If there are snacks in my home, I will eat them. I will eat them indulgently. I will eat them too frequently. And I will eat them in an unhealthy quantity and time span because I tend to be a fog eater. Have we talked about this? Are you familiar with fog eating? I'm sure I do it, but explain. This is uh, this is from my years on Noom, but I'm sure this is from a, some psychology book or something. The four types of eating are fuel, fun, storm, and fog. Storm being when you just go nuts and have a giant, you know, eat the whole cake. Fuel being Barack Obama eating a yam, a piece of salmon, and broccoli every night for dinner because it fuels me. And fun eating being like, no, I'm going to get the burger and fries while I'm out. Fog eating is what I frequently do, which is at the end of the day, I won't remember what I have eaten. Because I'm just kind of grazing around the house all day, which means Annie will buy a box of gingerbread cookies, fully expecting most of that box to still be here the next time she comes over. And I will have to, before she comes over, run to Trader Joe's and get another box of gingerbread cookies. She's probably hearing this for the first time right now. That's the second box, just so you know. Annie, listen, if you're dating Winnie the Pooh, don't leave Honey in his apartment. <laughs> that's on Annie. I'm sorry. That's on Annie. What? Yeah. That's like a, that is an unreasonable expectation. I had to put packing tape over a box of cookies and no. hide them. The cookies are there. Eat I the got cookies. no, I got no willpower for it to be a snack house, Hal. I have to be an ingredient house. I have to have at least a minimum amount of effort go into what I am preparing and what I'm going to snack on so that I at least think a little bit about it. And the cleanup after it should take longer than just tuck the flap into the notch on the top of the box. Uh, yeah. You're talking about like the best part of it is, is that you don't go into like a fugue state and eat all the cookies. in a box. Exactly. Yeah. Which also, I'll do. Like, I mean, there are ways to, if you care to, to discipline yourself, to maintain a discipline where you don't, eat that way you can still eat terribly and do it on a budget i've done it believe me i've lost gosh about 80 pounds yeah and counting and it's a lot of it is just it's just no you know it's the basic math of calories out versus mm -hmm. calories in all that blah 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 and again that's everybody's personal choice but i think i think using it as a governor on yourself is a lot different than i'm just a scrounger i yeah. just like to throw a bunch of stuff on a plate and eat it and uh that's like we're talking preference versus. And I, I think for me, I, I like the option of different mm -hmm. things. I don't want to have to be like MacGyver every time I want a snack and figure, all right, I've got croutons. I've got three chocolate chips, a marshmallow, and avocados. What am I going to make with this? I've got to make a hold snack. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm thinking. What do we have? We have an avocados, marshmallows, Crout croutons, and what was the other thing? Three chocolate chips. Three chocolate chips. All right. You got any nuts? There's always no. nuts in an ingredient house. No, no nuts. I can't use any other. I can't use just any ate, ingredients. You just ate just the last of them. Yeah, they're gone. All right. Do I have popcorn? There's always no. popcorn. I told you what you have. That's it. That's the, all of this. Look, an ingredient house has ingredients. It doesn't have if just you have popcorn, those ingredients. You, have a snack. you make a bag of popcorn. And that's a now snack. let me ask you this is a bag of popcorn an ingredient? I think I actually have written down bag of pop I actually have popcorn circled and only Venn diagram crossover written underneath it. I think popcorn is the only food that fits both sure. the ingredient house because it is uncooked kernels and does require a minimum of effort to actually make it something edible. 
Uh, unless you have a big, you know, uh, like, you know, party bag of skinny pop or whatever. Yeah. You actually have to make the popcorn. So it really is the only food that crosses both of these. Okay. Uh, or maybe saltines because you can eat those plain or with just butter on top. That, my friend, is the ingredient lifestyle. A saltine with butter on top. That's, I mean. <laughs> you, uh, people of the world, Hal is shaking his head so much Mark, during this I know, episode. I'm holding it so still right now. My eyes are closed. Because <laughs> I want to. I want to choose my words carefully. Yeah. Go ahead. Mark, what you're describing sounds like when Mickey and Donald and Goofy had to share one bean and cut it into slices. <laughs> that's not an ingredient household. That's a, that's a, there's not enough food in this household. So what I'm going to eat is saltines with butter on it. Look, man. That's not, that's what you eat when you're sick and your tummy hurts. Uh, well, I would argue that I don't put the butter on it when I'm sick and my tummy hurts. Jelly. You never had you never had premium saltines with a little grape jelly on them when you're feeling sick. Just so me. so in your no, I've, of course I've had those Looks when funny. I'm I've had those when I'm not sick. Yeah, when all I have in the house when the look sometimes when all I have in the house that you yeah. just yeah that's what it is, man. That's what it is is because the staples last longer than the meals do, right? Why don't you get healthy snacks if you're concerned about how much you're snacking? Because I will do, I can, because I'll do too much of it. I'll do too much of this. I, I'm getting into the healthy snacks now. I have grapes frozen in the freezer at all times now. That is my permanent healthy snack yeah. is frozen grapes. Uh, but yeah, you you can't buy a little thing of saltines. You have to buy a jumbo sleeves. Four, we can get either saltines. two sleeves or four sleeves. You can't. I haven't found a two sleeve. Where are you finding yeah. these two sleeves? I oh, know some of. I uh, know they make one sleeves. They make one. Get like, out of here. Like one a Seven Eleven. Seven. I'm not buying happens. one sleeve of saltines from a Seven Eleven for six dollars. How dare you? I would never. I don't expect you to. I like. I don't think they have the. I don't think they have single sleeves of the saltines. They have single sleeves of the Ritz cracker, which is yeah. also a prime example of a uh, ingredient house food. Put peanut butter on there, eat that. Yeah. That's a snack. Yeah. Or just, you know, whatever you got in the fridge. Easy I cheese, think, peanut I, butter. I don't know. I don't know if it's that you're not representing the ingredient or are all these videos like, yeah, you know, uh, it's an ingredient house or where you just take, um, the one slice of bread that's left in your house, even though it's a little bit stale. And then you put the dog food on that and then you eat it. Hell, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's ingredient household. That's kind of exactly what this conversation is. Yeah. This is. Mark. What, man? Look. No I'm so, we've got it. Look, we have to we have to lay this out objectively. We got to figure out objectively what's the better one. So why don't you make a pitch for why the snack household? You know what? We'll take a quick break. I'll let Hal we'll go over his Process. brief so he can explain to me why a snack house is better than an ingredient house. We'll be right back. Going insane. The following are real reenactments of pretend emergency calls. 911. My husband! It's my husband! Calm down, please. What about your husband? He, he loads the dishwasher wrong. Please help! Please help me! Where are you now, ma'am? At the kitchen table. I was with my dad. He mispronounced his words intentionally. There are plenty of podcasts on the hunt for justice, but only one podcast has the courage to take on the silly crimes. Judge John Hodgman, the only true crime podcast that won't leave you feeling sad and bad and scared for once. Only on MaximumFun.org. 
Uh, this is Lori Kilmartin. And I'm Jackie Cation. And we have a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show on Max Fun, and it's very exciting because what do we talk about? Comedy. Stand up comedy. We both do stand up comedy and have since the dawn of well, Christ. Jackie. Is that offensive? It is offensive to me because you've aged me. <laughs> uh, we started in the late 80s, and we're still here. You can't kill us. So go to The Jackie and Lori Show on Max Fun and listen to that. Jackie and Lori Show. New episodes Monday, only on MaximumFun.org. And we're back. Sorry. Go ahead, Hal. I, I make your case. I've made my case for the ingredient house. You know what? You want, you want me to keep making my case for the ingredient house? Here's another thing. Yes. A little bit, just a little bit of prep. All it takes is a minimal amount of prep. Just sprinkle a little cheese on those tortillas. And guess what? Now you've earned nachos. Opening a bag does not a snack earn. Cooking a proper snack. A snack earns. And yes, that does count. Just sprinkling some cheese on the tortilla chips and now you got some nachos, man. You craving the hunter? You don't need to hunt. You're, you need to, it's, there's no earned. Guess yeah. what? I earned every time I get a box of cheese that's in this house, I earned it because I worked to make the money to pay for it. Everything in this household is earned. Everything in a household is earned by what you work for to get it. And it sounds like the description I'm getting, maybe it's, maybe it's just the description. Maybe I'm not understanding. It sounds like a lot of this ingredient stuff is like desperation. There are three things. I've seen how barren your kitchen is. Yeah. I've seen, I, I don't think I've ever seen that refrigerator with more than like two, three things in it. Yeah. That, and that's too crowded for me. Yeah. That's too, it's too many things. That's why you have the world's smallest pan. Because the, what are you going to fill it with? There's nothing to fill it with in there. One egg to go on top of a saltine. Exactly. Make you what you sir would you be decadent for breakfast? Listen, it just sounds like and I understand that there's inequity in the amount of food that we have access to and available in our homes. Mm-hmm. So this is in no way is a judgment of people who simply cannot afford to keep their cupboard stocked, and even then they might be using different, you know, different programs, food stamps, WIC, whatever it is, to get food for their household, to get whatever food is available to them. Mm-hmm. But even in that case, it's generally enough stuff to put meals together and not like a bag of croutons, some chocolate chips, mini marshmallows. This is the fan. I think that there's a fantasy that human beings have or some innate desire to go back to this. Like we are wild animals who are scrounging for whatever we can find in this world. So you go and, and you find like the weirdest ingredients possible and just. Like now this is snack. Behold, I have made snack. Three croutons and a, and a marshmallow. That to me is wildly different than I have a stocked pantry and refrigerator and freezer. And mm-hmm. I have choices here. I can, I have bought rice cakes or chips or cookies or, or a snack mix of some sort. Or would I rather have an apple? If I want that apple, do I want to have a little honey with it? Do I want to have apples with peanut butter? Do I want to do something like ever classic ants on a log, the celery peanut butter? Ants on a log raisins? is a great is peak. Uh, that is that is fine dining in an ingredient house, and it is peak right. ingredient house. The ingredient house sounds like all the kids that 
you would pay a quarter at lunchtime for them to eat whatever's left on the trays. <laughs> That's not a way to keep your house. You mentioned choices. You mentioned choices. I want to defend mm-hmm. some of my choices. I think a lot of the ingredient house elements come from a disconnect where I, when I go to the store, I am making a choice that I am going to cook things. Uh-huh. And then when I get home, that choice changes and I decide I am going to make the choice to prepare the easiest thing possible. So frequently the ingredients that I have purchased to cook things turn out to also be ingredients that are the easiest to just eat. For example, if I think to myself, I'm going to buy all this stuff to make chocolate chip cookies. I get home. I think to myself, I don't feel like making chocolate chip cookies. I'm just going to have a handful of these chocolate chips. That is where I think the weird sort of choice-making differentiation between the high-minded, I'm going to buy stuff to cook while I'm at the store, becomes I'm just going to eat the ingredients I have and get them into me as quickly as possible at home. But I think there is something else that leads to this, I would, yes, argue abject laziness of the ingredient house. And that is that as a kid, it was easy to do this stuff. And that was all done at a time when I'm creating neuro pathways of familiarity that I enjoy. You know what I mean? So like, there's something weirdly tasty to me about just peanut butter on a spoon. Because as a kid, peanut butter on a spoon was about the easiest thing that you could do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same reason I like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right now. A peanut butter and jelly sandwich is also, I would argue, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a bowl of cereal with milk are ingredient house foods, not snack house foods. So those frequently became snacks in my home. You disagree with that? I think you're moving the, I think you're moving the target around a little bit. Here's why. No, I think I I would put, I would put a loaf of bread as being something in an ingredient house. Peanut butter and jam, those are (laughs) ingredient house foods. I I don't buy a loaf of bread because I'm thinking, I'm going to make one thing with it. I'm thinking, oh, I'll make some sandwiches with this later. Or I'll make, I made French toast this weekend. Like I have Mm -hmm. a lot of things I can do. Like that is a great ingredient. You can also make toast out of it and eat like we're toast household. We like sandwiches. So I don't buy it thinking like, I don't know what this is going to become. Like I know it is a, it is a multifaceted ingredient, if you will, but yeah. I've also bought the other things that would go with bread. Such and as that's where you and I meats, differ. Peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. You're descri- what you're describing is a horrific loop you're trapped in. I want to help you here. I really, I, yeah, when I, well, when, my, when I buy you. a loaf of bread, when I buy a loaf of bread, my thought is I'll use this for something. I probably, I, I'm never lining up the peanut butter and the jelly and the bread at the same time either. There's always peanut butter, there's always jelly, and there's sometimes bread. Okay, that's a problem. There's always a bread thing in the house. Every once in a while, that bread thing is a tortilla. Guess what? Peanut butter and jelly, tortilla rolls. Sometimes the only bread thing in the house is a sleeve and a half of those saltines. So guess what I'm having for dinner? Peanut butter and jelly saltine hors d'oeuvres. It sounds like you are... Uh... You are not good at like shopping, food shopping. <laughs> I'm happy. Uh, like sincerely, I will go food shopping with you sometime. I can show you like a simple way to do it that you have a lot of options because you have ingredients to make a bunch of stuff that you can make whatever you want, whatever. But you you can sync those things up. Yeah, that's and the problem that I easy. find is, is sync. so easy. Because I do cook, obviously I cook a lot. We've talked about this many yeah. times on the show, but I buy meal to meal. But you know the stuff you like to make. Let's say you have a core 
of like four or five things that you like to make. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let, just for the sake of argument. Sure. More Croutons, marshmallows, stop. No, stop. chocolate chips. Don't talk. Please. You can buy the ingredients to make a variety of those things and they might work on their own as well. From where? One store. <laughs> I know. I'm really concerned that you're doing all your shopping at CVS. Now, I do more shopping at CVS thing. than I should. You know yourself. Yeah, I do. Not a fan. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. <laughs> oh, thanks, know, buddy. Ditto. You know that when, like, you might have the hankering for chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. And say, like, oh, I'm going to make chocolate chip cookies. Now I keep ingredients around. You've had my chocolate chip cookies that I make. Wonderful. Out of the bake book that I have. And I, you know, I know I can put that together in probably like 10 minutes and then they're in the oven. Mm-hmm. But if I'm feeling lazy, you can get a prepackaged mix that you add stuff to and mix it up. If you're feeling lazier than that, knowing that you're not going to make these things because the variety of stuff that you need and you don't have it. There's nothing you use those things to make uh, otherwise is just by the toll house. They make the, that's the thing. Cookies. How though? Listen, you're, 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 it's the word buy. I'm not leaving. This is where it is. If I'm, if I want to be, you went down the roster of lazy and you skipped a step. I, if uh, I well, want to be lazy, to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to eat the chocolate chips. Right. But the, the stuff's not coming into your house because Santa's bringing it. You're going and buying stuff in small amounts. No, they're always, it's, it, they know the amounts never match up. The amounts exactly. never match up. The amounts, uh, the amounts in a bag of chocolate chips, is, the, the amount of chocolate chips in a bag of chocolate chips is double the amount of chocolate chips I need to make chocolate chip cookies. Right. I will always have extra chocolate chips. That's not true. Half a bag extra. No, you're not using enough chocolate chips in your chocolate. That's another conversation. Well, I, what I do is I, th- maybe I should just do the whole recipe because I always have the recipe. Yeah. That, are they okay? All right. Is it not that, all right. Is, I'm not making, I don't, because episode. I don't need 24, I don't need 24 chocolate chip cookies. I need 12 chocolate chip cookies and a half a bag of chocolate chips. Uh, look, this is, ingredient household cannot just be the result of being ill prepared to have food in your kitchen. And just like, oh, I don't know. I mean, this isn't Gilligan's Island where you're just making everything out of coconuts because that's what's there. Like you have the ability to go, you can go get an actual radio. You don't need two coconuts and the professor sticking an antenna in them or whatever. Didn't he make a coconut television? I bet he did. Uh, don't correct me if he probably didn't. didn't make a coconut boat. Yeah, they were coconut. I'm still waiting for you to plead the case for the snack house, Hal. I think I think the a, jury's still infinite, out. You have a jury still out. Variety of options when you have a properly stocked kitchen, and that includes both snack foods. And ingredients to make actual dishes and not just, I have these three things. I have to figure out how to, what, what I'm going to eat. And really the thing I'm going to eat is they'll all be in a bowl and I'll eat them with a spoon. You don't think that, you don't think that this being a ingredient house requires scrappy industriousness? No, I think it's, I think it's the, the scrappy, it's not scrappy industriousness. It's a requirement to improvise based on ill preparation. Your requirement, yeah. What? What? What was that? What? Your requirement, nothing. What? Nothing. Uh, yeah, that's nothing. what I thought. This idea, like, I can make a snack. Mm-hmm. I can have a prepackaged snack. Mm-hmm. That's because when I shop, I make sure I have both. And that way, you have the like. To me, I thought like an ingredient household was 
we just don't keep those snacks around. We mm. like to make our own snacks. We like to dehydrate yeah. fruit. We like to but dehydrate like, that's not what you're fruit. Yeah. No. Make dried apples? Ah, <sighs> you don't make your dried apples. See? Uh, look, I, <laughs> what you're de- what you're describing is I am bad at I'm bad at grown-up shopping, so I have to eat the three things that are in my I do not keep stuff in the kitchen. I've not not that you're bad at adult, like you haven't figured out the right rhythm of shopping for you because you don't think of it. You yeah, either you're think, right. I don't want to eat too much because mm-hmm. like me, you have food issues mm-hmm. and they may, may or may not manifest in, and I don't want to have too much food around the house because I don't trust myself with that food. A hundred percent. Because I've committed to this is how I eat. And that is a incredibly difficult thing to, to break. I sympathize, empathize everything with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is a way that you can properly stock your home without it being loaded with temptation. And I don't believe the answer to that is to not have enough food in your house all the time. And then Annie brings over a box of cookies and it's so much like you're like, oh, uh, someone has brought prepared food into this house. I must eat it at once. Uh, the prepared food will not be here long. Uh, I thank the gods for this prepared food that has shown up. And then you eat the whole box because there's nothing like what else are you going to eat? You don't have like stuff to make a salad when you want it. And then like every couple of days you get fresh vegetable stuff and you can have salads, you can have fruit, you can have yeah. whatever. A bowl of cereal to me is not an ingredient household. It's, it's, I want a bowl of cereal. I have both of the things I need, for, uh, the three things I need, four things, a bowl, a spoon, cereal, and milk. See, here's the thing, Hal. When I have cereal and milk in the house, uh, every meal I eat is cereal until those things are gone. Yeah, that's because you're not buying other stuff. Yeah. Do you know how much Count Chocula and Frankenberry and Caramel, whatever her name was, I wound up eating? Oh, uh, yeah. Too Caramel much, creeper? my man. You know what I had for a snack just before we started recording? You know what my snack what? was, Hal? What? A tortilla with some honey on it. Mark, this has to change. Annie, you listen to this show. <laughs> you and I can get together on this. I'm happy to help, but we gotta get him. We gotta get this. We gotta get this boy shopping. We gotta get him properly shopping. Propping. Proper shopping. I knew you were gonna, I knew you were gonna portmanteau that. I knew you were looking for it. My brain was looking for it, too. Yeah. All right. So it's not Ingredient House. You think it's Snack House is the winner? I think it's Snack House. Just for the the definition of Ingredient House, I'm, like, flooded with concern. Flooded. I know I make bad food choices, but I have choices to make, and I think that's the distinction, is I don't have to go shopping for stuff. I don't either. Currently, Hal, I have in my very pantry, I have half of a leftover salad. Okay. I have uh, a two tuna pouches. Hang on. Let me see what else I got. I'll be right back. This won't okay, take long. I got a Annie, I'm begging you. I'm begging you, Annie. We've got to help him. In the fridge, I have eggs and uh-huh. some pickled pumpkin. So I'm ready, man, for the apocalypse. It's already happening. It's called your kitchen. <laughs> My goodness. Ken says, uh, Ken said I'm on a Dickensian diet and I'm like a post-apocalyptic non-player character. Yeah, really? Your kitchen is Borderlands 3 or whatever. <laughs> All right. Take me shopping. We know what the answer is. Bring us home. Yeah. People of the world, don't let your kitchen 
be the Thunderdome, for goodness sakes. You can have ingredients to make snacks, and you can have prepared snacks, whatever you like. But I beg you, to to whatever extent you are able, stock your kitchen so that you have choices. If you have that ability, please take full advantage of it. I encourage you, and I say that, like I said, understanding I have the privilege of being able to go to the store right now and pick out whatever I want and put it in a basket and buy it and bring it home. But there is some level of that where you're able to have some food in your house. This is a, like, you know, there are issues always to be worked through around food. I think we all have them to some extent or another. But I encourage you to be more of a snack household with the option to be an ingredient household rather than an ingredient household. But the ingredients are what's left over after a reward challenge on Survivor. That can't, that that is not a kitchen. As Ken, as Ken says, quoting Mark, I found a dead squirrel by the road. That's a wrap. That is a wrap on you eating this way, Mark. We're going to get you help. I'm available to everyone to help as a shopping consultant. I'll teach you. It'll be real easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. I promise. And you make me a list and I will buy the whole list. (laughs) Apple Jacks 28 times. Snack household. Wait, there's not even a Wawa here. Where am I going to get a bunch of hoagies? I know. Oh my goodness. Any port in the storm. I've got, I've got suggestions. It's snack household asked and answered. Asked by wow. me. What? Asked by me. That's right. Asked by you. This episode was a cry for help, Hal. I'm so glad you asked. I'm really, really glad. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go when we're done and I'm going to grab a tortilla and I'm going to see what I can put in it. <laughs> That's what we do here. Yeah. We see what we can put in a tortilla. Uh, you know what I would like to put in a tortilla? Mm. All of the good listeners to We Got This with Mark and Hal, the people of the world. But I'll get to you in a moment. First, I would like to say this topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us via email at wegotthispodcast at gmail.com or join the face group. Uh, go to the Facebook. Join the face group. Join the face. Try this face. Go to the Facebook group. If you're not already a part of it, please join. We would love to have you. And let's all talk about, like, what are your shopping tips? What are your must-haves that you need to have in the house? What's your way that you attack shopping? I'm 100% serious. Let's talk about this at Facebook.com slash group slash We Got This Podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, who's always shop. I live talk to him often. And he's always restocking us. He's always in good supply at his house. But one thing he could always use more of in a supplier people supporting me on patreon at patreon.com slash ken plume thank you to researcher kate mcmanus graphic designer uri kelman and qa engineer jen alba and thanks of course to our musicians jonathan dinerstein and mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively and thanks to you once again the people of the world i would like to throw a great big party with all of you in my fridge don't worry there's plenty of room thank you thank you thank you For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin, and don't worry, everybody. We We got got this. this. We got this. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.